All right, so today we're going to jump into Moon River and Moonbeam, a little bit about both these projects and protocols that have been kind of bred off of the Polkadot ecosystem, Kusama, and some of these parachains that have really evolved. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back to TechPath. As you guys know, we'll dive into projects like this a little deeper, and typically what we try to do when we do our own analysis on these, uh, that's one route we take. The other route we take is we get somebody from the projects themselves and bring them on the show. And that's the case today. We're going to have Nate Hamilton from uh, Moonbeam and Moon River. Great to have you on, Nate. Hey, thanks for having me. Excellent. Nate, tell me a little bit about what your role is in the protocol and within the group uh, right now in terms of your development team. Sure. So uh, I'm the, the head of ecosystem for Moon River and Moonbeam. And so really what that means is I'm out there talking to teams that are looking to build and looking to build on Moon River and or Moonbeam um, and getting folks excited, working through uh, through the process of getting them you know, speed hooked in with some of our developer relations folks uh, and then getting potentially into the grants program with the Moonbeam Foundation. So uh, it's a little bit of everything, but it's really just out there trying to be kind of uh, one of the faces for, for Moonbeam and Moon River to get teams uh, building. Nate, we've seen a lot of movement here in the past few months with a lot of different initiatives that have moved a lot of projects, kind of the front line of trying to attract developers. What is it about your project that you guys feel is that potential it factor that really could kind of opens up the opportunity for developers to say, hey, this could be something we really want to you know, try to create something unique and special on? Sure, sure. So, you know, I think I think a lot of it comes back to the Polkadot ecosystem. And so if you look at Polkadot as a whole, I mean, there's there's just a there's a lot of value in the ecosystem and there's a lot of uh, of growth that's kind of come come to it since, you know, since its inception back in 2017 when Gavin came up with the idea. And so I think a lot of folks are interested in in getting exposure to the Polkadot ecosystem and the the community that they built. And so you know, uh, the team uh, at Moonbeam, what we've put together is really an Ethereum compatible uh, platform for developers to come build, explore, uh, and deploy their code uh, that now gives them access to that Polkadot ecosystem. And so, um, you know, we've gone to pretty great lengths to make sure it's really straightforward for folks that are, you know, coming from the, the Ethereum side uh, and building its solidity, uh, using all of the tooling and tech stack that they're used to but now can deploy it into the Polkadot ecosystem via Moonbeam or Moon River if they want to get exposure to Kusama. So, um, you know, I think that's why why we've been pretty lucky that, you know, I, I think we've resonated and the, the, the market fit seems to be there. But the part that we're lucky on is that, you know, we're part of a broader ecosystem of, of this multi-chain vision that that Gavin Wood had when he, he kind of came up with, with Polkadot really seems to be resonating. And you see a lot of apps that are going multi-chain at this point and you know mm -hmm. the fact that Polkadot is is kind of doing multi-chain natively meeting all of these you know obviously the assets that are created can natively move but then also you know remote contract calls and things like that will be able to be achieved natively uh, on one you know one ecosystem is is pretty cool that's one thing that has really impressed me at least with uh, you know obviously Gavin Wood I mean he's one of the rock stars of the industry. So his understanding and just his lineage of understanding blockchain and kind of development opportunities that really reside within it is very unique. His uh, skill set's unique, kind of what you guys have done and they have done with Polkadot, Kusama has been pretty impressive. With Moon River, explain to our viewers 
basically some of the use case and application scenarios that might fall into this project? Yeah, so I mean, with Moon River, Moon River is our Kusama deployment. So if you look at go, if you go and look at the Polkadot ecosystem, there's Polkadot, um, but then they have a canary network called Kusama, which is kind of taking uh, a life of its own at this point. And so, really, the the ethos of what Kusama was was the ability for things to kind of get vetted under true economic conditions and then move up to Polkadot as well. So that's why they call it a canary net, not a test net, because Kusama, right. you know, there's real value tied to it. And so we follow that because we see a lot of value in having this multi, uh, multi-step approach where, you know, anything that we are working on and, and kind of deploying is going to start on Moon River and then go to Moon B. So, uh, but what we are seeing is that even Moon River is taking, you know, its own, you know, kind of path right now. And we do have some teams that are saying, we're just going to deploy to Moon River. That's where we're going to keep our project and, and what, uh, what, what it's going to look like. And so we've already got teams that are doing NFTs. Uh, we've got a DeFi ecosystem that's already starting to, to kind of spin up. Um, and so really what we want to try and foster is just being a, a platform where folks feel like there's kind of a greenfield opportunity to come build uh and deploy and test and so moon river is giving folks the the ability to do that today using all of those ethereum tools that they're they're used to using uh and now they have access to kusama uh and so there's going to be these two ecosystems that are really working collaboratively between kusama and Polkadot. um but we'll we'll see kind of what life uh each network kind of takes as they both get deployed yeah, I'm interested in some of the protocols that are coming out within these partnerships and, and some of the development layers that are really starting to kind of come to life, I think. And it's still very early stage, I think, with a lot of people. They don't really understand just how early blockchain technology is, especially in terms of deployment scenarios where you might see use case applications. Some, of course, are mature protocols that are being utilized in some scenarios out there. But in a lot of cases right now, it's a race, I feel like a race to kind of the leading positions in a lot of opportunities across a lot of different industries and businesses. So you guys definitely are in the right place in terms of, of giving those rails an opportunity kind of to expand. Talk to me about Ocean Protocol and, and the connection there with what you guys are doing at Moon um, River. Yeah, so so we've known the the folks over at Ocean for probably uh, six or eight months now, um, and you know they've got a really cool data marketplace that uh, that enables folks to basically take their data, put it into a market, and allow other you know, AI developers to kind of, kind of come by that, so they can monetize uh, you know aspects of their own data and kind of own it themselves, right? And so uh, Ocean, they they're obviously you know on Ethereum, and that's kind of where they got their start. Um, but they've always had this this view of like they want to go multi-chain and they want users to be able to across all these different ecosystems to be able to have have their own data live, whether it's on Ethereum, whether it's on Moon River or Moonbeam. Um, and so we've been working with them to make sure that uh, they're able to have their marketplace and have the data live wherever the users want it to be. And so uh, they've got a really cool application and they actually, uh, they have some ties to the, the team at Parity. And so they've been a great partner to work with and really excited to see what else they continue to build and, and some of the, the new use cases that I think they'll be able to enable with um, you know their, their data across, uh, across multiple ecosystems. You guys had a recent news item that came out and it was uh, this one right here, Kasama Parachain Moon River records 1 million transactions in just three weeks. So this is coming close to 100,000 wallet addresses as well. That's some pretty big adoption 
rates there in terms of one growth, but also just in terms of the stage in which you guys, as well as uh, Kusama, are at. What do you think is attributing that kind of acceleration? Uh, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's a couple things. One is I think it's just pent up demand for for folks that, that have been in the Polkadot ecosystem for a while, right? I mean, I think uh, there's been a lot being made and a lot of uh, a lot of building going on for the past couple of years in the Polkadot ecosystem. And now that you know Moon River's live, uh, as well as some of the other pair chains, right? Uh, I don't want to undersell them in any way, but now that it's live people can actually start interacting with Kusama and with you know the, the applications that are now getting deployed to Moon River on Kusama. And so I think it's a, that that's one. And then the other one is, you know, really the the uh, our, our goal of being this Ethereum compatible environment has enabled teams to deploy quickly uh, and has enabled them to start, you know, uh, fostering a DeFi ecosystem and folks when there are opportunities for folks to get excited and get involved with uh, a new new uh, ecosystem uh, from a DeFi perspective, then I think folks are going to pile in pretty quickly. And um, and so, I mean, we've been pretty impressed with what's been going on and some of the new applications that have been been deployed uh, over the past seven weeks or six weeks, whatever it's been, uh, that we've been live. That uh, it's it's spun up really quickly. And I, I you know my my whole goal is just to continue to add add uh, add on to that and keep those numbers growing because I think that there is this you know pent up demand for folks to to get into Kusama and get into Polkadot once uh, Moonbeam launches. And I think we're a good on-ramp for a lot of those kinds of applications because they don't have to redo their tech stack, but now you get access to all of the, the benefits that, that Polkadot can really, uh, can really provide by Kusama and Polkadot. Yeah, I think that's you know the big draw, of course, just the ability to not revamp a tech stack that in many cases, many of these developers have already been working on maybe within the Ethereum ecosystem they are looking for some expansion, some capabilities that you know maybe do not currently reside in there. I was looking at your some of the just the Moonbeam docs here on building on Moonbeam. Uh, this was kind of interesting. We went through a little bit about how this is moving. Explain using the Glimmer token because this is one that uh, is a little bit unique, and I think to our audience, maybe they don't just completely understand kind of the connection. Can you explain that a little deeper? Sure. So, so just as ETH powers Ethereum, a mover and glimmer power their respective networks, and so they're right. the underlying gas token of each network. So, mover to Moon River and glimmer to Moonbeam, uh, those are going to be the native uh, platform tokens that are going to uh, basically be used to pay gas fees, as well as they can be staked, as well as they'll be uh, they'll, uh, they they have governance tied to them uh, them as well. And so, that's really the the, the what both of those uh, tokens will be providing to both those networks. Sure. With the expansion of transactions, are you finding more and more people looking to go into operating a node? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that, you know, we, we, we have a bit of a different setup in terms of the way things um, the way things kind of get set up on the network. So, you know, for block production, it's a it's a function called collators, and so we definitely have more folks that are getting interested in running that. Uh, we're starting slowly in terms of how many collators we actually have on the network, and we'll continue to to expand that. But I, I definitely think that there there's been kind of an eye opening, like, wow, this is this is pretty cool, and what can I do to to run a collator here? Um, and I would be interested. That's a good question. I could go see if maybe now that uh, you know Moon River and the 
other parachains are live on Kusama, if that has spurred um, you know, more folks to go run validators on Kusama because block production and block finality in this setup are right. split. Kusama is responsible for block finality, and so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if now that you know parachains are, are going live there, that there there are more folks that are saying, "Hey, I should get involved, and I want to run a, a validator here and uh, you know to, to provide some, some block finality for these teams." I, I'm guessing that that's probably the case. Is that node advancements are going to be moving quickly, especially with that kind of movement in terms of transactions? Talk to me about the background of Pure Stake. Exactly how that Im implements within the system. Sure. So, so similar to how you know, Parity is the team behind Polkadot. PureStake is the team behind Moon River and Moonbeam. And so, uh, PureStake was founded back in early, uh, early 2019, uh, late 2018, uh, by Derek Yu. Um, and so, you know, we initially got our start really on the infrastructure side of of things. And so, we were running nodes and validators. We have API as a service. Um, things along those lines, we, had, we really had a focus on infrastructure. And I think we always uh, wanted to always kind of keep an eye forward and think about like, what else could we do to add value to an ecosystem or what kind of project could we build? And, and so when we started looking across uh, the landscape, we were like, well, well, what are some of the new kind of uh, ecosystems that are, are really growing? And so we did a bunch of research, we, we talked to a bunch of teams, and we landed pretty quickly on, on the Polkadot ecosystem. And really, it, it kind of came back to the fact that they had this real organic ecosystem that was was growing and uh, was was thriving. And, you know, the tokens weren't launched. People weren't, you know, paying them to be there. They just believed in what Gavin was building. And, you know, uh, we saw a ton of value in that because when, when you look at uh, ecosystems like that, people that are just showing up because they want to be there, that, to us, we, we said, you know, that, you're doing something right if, if that those yeah. are the kind of folks that, that are being attracted. And so, um, you know, we kind of got into the space and we, we started out running validators um, and Derek, uh, Derek kind of just looked across the landscape and, and said, well, I, I think that the fact that smart contracts don't get executed on the relay chain that pair that is Kusama and that is Polkadot that providing that kind of functionality in this Ethereum like capability for both of those networks was a really good opportunity. And so we, we jumped in fee first and we started uh, building it and it's, uh, it's you know, turned into what it is today. Yeah. Nate, you know, we've seen, uh, we see a lot of altcoin style projects here that obviously are driving the token prices, which a lot of our audience is out there supporting projects like this right now through investment in the, the token itself. When you look at where the current market is going, I know you guys probably don't pay a lot of attention to the token price, but the point is, is that when you look at where the market is going, both with uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin, obviously a little bit in terms of what Bitcoin's dominance is, and some of the wind that was kind of taken out of the sales of altcoins over the past, say, 30 days, we're also starting to see a little bit of a, a, a surge now, especially in Polkadot and its ecosystem. Kusama will probably be the next one that starts to see some of that trickle down effect. And also just in general, you've got the big auction coming up on another, you know, parachain, I think in November. With all of those kind of things happening, what, what is your outlook in where maybe the Polkadot ecosystem is going to go in the next, say, 30, 60 days? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that with the announcement happening yesterday that parachain auctions are going to be starting on November 11th uh, on, on Polkadot, um, I think that obviously drives a lot of folks' uh, interest because the utility, the underlying utility of both DOT and KSM, which is Kusama's name of token, is to be able right. to participate in these crowd loans. Obviously, you can stake it and things like that, but um, where the value comes in is being able to get uh, access to these crowd loans that uh, enable teams to lock up uh, lock up a certain amount, however much they can raise, and that gets them access to uh, either Polkadot or Kusama. And so, um, you know, that's that's going to drive a demand there now that they are live. And so, I think you're going to see more and more demand for that because as they get locked up on Polkadot, it's a two-year lockup, and um, you know, the, the value to these dot holders that do lock up is you're getting these native tokens that they're backing are then paying for paying them out over a two-year period. And so you'll mm -hmm. probably see a supply crunch um, of, of some some sort. Um, I guess you could probably look at Kusama and what, what the auctions have done there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that now that Polkadot is going live, I do think that you're going to continue to see over the next you know, six months, a lot of these new projects launch, and these parachains get locked up, and um, a lot of value be driven, you know, across all all the Polkadot ecosystems, including Kusama, because it is this new, you know, uh, new ecosystem that's launching that's been in the works for five years, and there's a lot of pent up, pent up, uh, you know, uh, eagerness to to really get involved. Yeah, I you know, for us, Polkadot has been one of those projects that we've just we've won, we've analyzed to I think our wit's end here in terms of just how the the chains themselves work, the projects and teams that are flocking to that system, which I think a lot of people don't realize the kind of innovation that's really happening within the Polkadot ecosystem in general until you really dive into it a little bit deeper and you then you start to kind of peel back the onion and realize what's there. Um, when you look at that, because this is similar to, I, I look at it, you know, I came from the dot-com boom and you know, the evolution of startups and angel investing, and it's much like Y Combinator style uh, models, except applied towards blockchain through crowd loans and, you know, these auctions and just, it's a different way of raising money. When you yeah. see that and kind of the, the issue now of really attracting superstar teams into these protocols, do you feel that this is the model that is going to be going forward long-term to help these protocols really accelerate into the future because I'm, I'm thinking like five years out next next cycle through where we see you know bitcoin of course kind of brings the cryptocurrency market but we know all of this is going to be in a development phase over the next few years do you feel like this is going to be the uh the model that will work in the future yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, specific to Polkadot and to Kusama, I mean, uh, uh, we're, we're clearly believers in in this whole, you know, multi-chain uh, setup that they've kind of built and using relay chain for shared security. And really that what that's going to enable is that's going to enable um, dApps that can uh, execute across multiple environments. And what I mean by that is, you know, think about a dApp that's truly decentralized in the fact that you, you could use one parachain for decentralized storage. You could use one parachain for decentralized identity. You could use uh, Moon River or Moonbeam for execution of smart contracts that are able to talk amongst each other, not just to move the assets, but to actually make these remote contract calls. That's really powerful when you think about it. I mean, that's like the 
that's like the end goal here is, is to power these truly decentralized applications that can leverage best of breed technology out of these parachains. And so, you know, we're, we're huge believers in what, you know, uh, what Gavin and the team of Parity have built here. And we do think that like you can build scalability as you move forward, but building interoperability is a lot harder. So the fact that they've really started with this interoperability approach uh, we're, we're big believers in because we do think that, and we've thought it for a while, that, you know, it's going to be a multi-chain future. And, you know, I think the if you look across some of these uh, other platforms that are now integrating all these other EVM chains and, and doing that, that, that's one thing. But when you can natively interoperate on Polkadot, I, I think there's going to be a ton of value there. And it, it, we're, we're firm believers that this is the future moving forward. So uh, I, we're probably, probably a little biased there, but yeah, that's, that's just our take. Yeah, a uh, couple of questions last uh, to line up here. Moonbeam and Kive um, now collaborate. You guys are jumping in with permanent data availability to Moonbeam and Moonriver. Explain to me a little bit about that partnership, how it's going to work, what the benefits are. Yeah, it's really cool in terms of, um, you know, that's actually like almost, a, it's almost like a three-way partnership in the way that they are, they're basically pulling all that data and they're anchoring it to Arweave. So Arweave is a decentralized storage pla uh, platform. And so uh, what they came to us with was they wanted more functionality than they were able to get from uh, the Arweave smart contracts that were available. Mm -hmm. And so they thought, well, what if we execute the smart contracts on Moon River and Moonbeam, but it's storing all of the data that they need to be able to pull from on our way. So it's actually kind of like a three-way uh, integration, which is really cool to see. And so we're really excited to see what those guys continue to build. It's a super cool application, but yeah, what they're using Moon River and Moonbeam for is, is the smart contract execution to be able to access all that data that they're, they're then storing um, uh, in a decentralized fashion on our week. Yeah, fascinating idea. I think this is one of those projects, it's a good example of how some of these projects start to interoperate and really start to create some real value in some use case scenarios that are going to be, you know, huge in terms, especially if you think about just in general data and how that's going to be implemented in the blockchain over the next few years. We'll see a lot more uh, companies that many people, you know, you know them by mainstream you know, tech companies that will start to really involve themselves, I think, in kind of this direction uh, for the future. Last question I have for you is when you look at the market, the blockchain uh, tech market, obviously you're working with developers and teams around the world. What kind of challenges are you seeing? Because right now I feel like, and this is something we've talked about here on the show before, is that it's going to be, I feel like it's almost a land grab for the right developers in these projects because there's so many projects spreading out. What are you guys finding in terms of big challenges for the industry? Um, I mean, I think that it's just going to be, I, I think you're right in terms of getting more developers into the space. And, you know, I think that uh, our take on it is that's that right now solidity is really the thing that people uh, are learning and bringing to the table the most. And so it's really just making sure that the tooling around solidity based EVM smart contracts is there and, and then you can really get out there and start educating more of the you know, like web two developers to say, hey, look, like this tech stack's actually pretty hardened at this point. It, it, you've got everything you need to go build really cool uh, decentralized applications. And so, you know, I think it's it's education around that. It's getting, uh, it's getting, you know, like I, I would be hard pressed to find like, is there 
courses on solidity being taught at different universities. Um, you know, so I think that'll be something that's pretty cool. It's really around education and getting people interested, which obviously based on the market and how well it's doing, I think we are starting to see a real, a really, uh, uh, I don't want to call it an influx, but we are seeing more and more people that are kind of showing up and saying like, I'm, I'm web two right. native, I want to be web three native. And so it's, it's making sure that, you know, people have access to all the, all of the tooling uh, and all of the educational materials that they, that they need. And, and, you know, something that we feel strongly about with Moonbeam and Moon River is that, you know, when we, back in 2019, when we were looking around uh, as to where we wanted to expand and what we wanted to do, um, you know, uh, resources were really scarce in terms of support. And so right. we've taken a really proactive approach. And a lot of us have come from more of like the enterprise background and we we're just kind of pragmatist in terms of what we needed to do to be successful. And one of them was like, if developers are our customers, we better have good customer support. And that we felt was kind of lacking in the space. And so we have a team of four just that are just in developer relations and their whole job is creating really good documentation, which we feel we have some of the best in the space and then working with teams as they, you know, whether it's on Discord, whether it's on Telegram, wherever it may be, it's making sure that when people have questions, questions can get answered. We can hop on, you know, a Google Meet and work through, you know, a problem with somebody. So I think more of that investment around support is something that, you know, we feel very strongly about and we hope that, you know, it continues to get better across the industry because I think that was something certainly, certainly lacking, you know, when we, when we were building Moonbeam. Yeah, it was good to know. I mean, that that is something I think you're right with kind of the evolution of where this is going, the more kind of developer support we get, because that, you know, I worked with Microsoft. This was one of the key things we did to bring developers in to the fold was you just threw ridiculous resources and support to them. And you would, in most cases, could start to attract the best talent in the game. And uh, because, you know, it was easier for them to work with you, obviously, all those kind of benefits. So big stuff. Nate, it's been great having you on the show today. Thanks so much for stopping in. Uh, we definitely are going to be uh, watching very closely what's happened over at Moonbeam and Moon River, but appreciate you stopping in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excellent. All right, so you guys are tuned in over on the podcast right now. Uh, thanks, of course. We love your kudos over there on iTunes. Lots of comments over there. Great. Thank you so much. If you are listening into the podcast right now, make sure and jump over here to the YouTube channel. This is the number one place you're going to get both these kinds of interviews as well as a lot of our technical analysis, our sentiment data that we pull on a lot of these projects from, you know, from time to time. So make sure and jump in, subscribe. You'll get notifications of content like this. And best of all, if you have an idea that you want us to cover here on the show, drop it in the comments below, or you can hit me up on Twitter. And that's just at Paul Barron. We'll catch you next time right here on TechPath.